what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. U.S. health advisors want you to know your health coverage does not have to be complicated. If you aren't happy with your insurance plan, there are unlimited and comprehensive medical plan options available to you right now. U.S. health advisors offer solutions which can't be found anywhere else. They can even offer you the ability to purchase more coverage if and when you need it. U.S. Health Advisors offers fair rates and no surprises. Sounds nice, doesn't it? If you'd like to know more, contact U.S. Health Advisors at 828-554-3032 or by email at daniel.bryant at ushadvisors.com. Welcome to the Street Circle Drive podcast here on the Mesh Podcast Network. I am your co-host, Andrew Moose. Uh, Street Circle Drive is your hickory-centric podcast for people who love hickory. I'm here with my co-host, my best <laughs> friend, Michael McNally. I appreciate being I mean, you're, not, you're one of my best friends, as Mary Margaret would say. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty far down the list, but at least you <laughs> were all your best friends. We're, I, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where I do have a conglomerate of you best lot, friends. You have you're a lot up of love. There. You're up there. I'm probably one of your favorite tall, bald, fat, hickory best friends. I mean, if you probably have all these I, things I do have whittled a lot of, down. I, have, I mean, in my fat, short, or tallish friends, you're, you're right there. Awesome. Yeah. I got that going for me. Right. So we want to thank you guys for listening to the Street Circle Drive here on The Mesh. We couldn't do this podcast without you. And well, we, we could, but it would be fruitless. Yeah, very very true. So, uh, you know, once you guys have finished listening to this podcast, head over to TheMesh.tv and subscribe to all of our other shows on the network uh, and so that you'll have them sent directly to your devices. Um, I also want to make a mention about uh, the ability to advertise here on The Mesh. Would you like to talk about that, Michael? Uh, yes, we love advertisers. Yeah, we do love advertisers. They help uh, keep the lights on at the uh, the mesh. For your real job? For, well, <laughs> not for your real job. This is your real job, my friend. For some reason, they have to bring you in here to uh, co-host podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as that's concerned. But, no, we love to have uh, opportunities for companies, especially folks that are trying to reach uh, targeted audience, uh, people that are in the Hickory area, the Hickory region, people that love Hickory. It's low cost. Uh, one of the great things about podcasts, too, is that they're evergreen. They'll be out on the the internets and the interwebs for forever, and people can listen to this and, and just get that traction on and on. So for more information on advertising, visit themesh.tv forward slash advertise or send an email to info at themesh.tv. And we would love to promote you, your company, your goods and wares for everyone to hear and purchase. We're very persuasive. We are. You did a, you did a great job with that ad read. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Well, you know, right I learned how to read. Right on. So today on Street Circle Drive, we have a very special guest. We have the president of the Hickory Velo Club, Mr. Mike Paloa. How are you, Mike? I'm doing awesome. I, uh, I've been watching you two here uh, spar back and forth, and I, I think I'm outmatched. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Not you're, at all. You're, yeah. you're going you're to fit right you're in. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and the uh, Hickory Velo Club. Well, um, I'm a fairly new resident to Hickory. I moved here about uh, two years ago. I was born in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and I've been a gypsy most of my life. Uh, my father was in the Merchant Marines, which required we moved around a lot, and my corporate career took us all over the world. Um, we, uh, several years ago, got tired of uh, evacuating from southeast Georgia. I think 
three years in a row we had to do that and started looking for a place to relocate and Hickory was the ideal location. It checked every box on our list. Uh, cycling was an important part of that and uh, uh, the cycling community here in Hickory is active. Um, it's a I think an important part uh, of Hickory and can be an important part uh, of its economic development. And so that's one of the reasons I've gotten involved. So that, that, that's great, Mike. Can you um, just explain a little bit about what the Hickory Velo Club does and your mission and all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let me start just by saying um, when I got involved with the Hickory Velo Club, it was uh, in November of 2018. Um, my wife and I had been looking for a way to join the club, and when we finally went to the first meeting uh, in November of last year, I walked in and said, hey, you know, I'd like to get involved. I'd like to help out with the bike club. Um, 20 minutes later, I was nominated as president of the club, which <laughs> I said, holy cow, folks, you don't, you don't have a clue who I am or what I'm about. But uh, I think it just showed the level of desperation when leadership had been there a long time. They were really ready for a change. Uh, they had been trying to carry it for some time, and I was really happy to step into the role. Um, and the reason uh, for that was I see um, the bike club as uh, representing far more than just a bunch of people who want to wear spandex and ride down 127 and annoy all the motorists. Um, we, uh, we are advocates for safe cycling um, of all types, not just road bikes, but mountain bikes, family rides, uh, people who want to go out on cruisers on the weekend, uh, on a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon. Uh, they want to have a safe place for their kids to ride. Um, and uh, in order to make that happen, we have to be a positive, a positive advocate in the community uh, that helps to educate the public, uh, the community, the motorists, but also gets our business community on board uh, and our uh, political leaders on board. And, and the reason I, I, I say that, my experience in St. Mary's, Georgia, where we lived before we came up here, was uh, they had a tremendous potential for um, uh, having a excellent areas for people to ride their bikes safely. Uh, and it was um, uh, lacking just a, a few key elements. One was uh, a will and a desire by the city to uh, further develop the infrastructure to make that happen and uh, the support of the community when uh, the the bike club down there wanted to hold um, uh, cycling events because it takes a lot to coordinate those things. I saw the potential here. The bike club that was here had done uh, some really incredible work in the past. I think you're you guys are probably familiar with Brett's ride. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 That was a huge ride, and I had heard about that when I moved up here. And I asked the question, why don't we do that anymore? And and it was explained to me that the family. Uh, that um, uh, was responsible for starting that uh, had backed away from cycling, had, I think, uh, had moved away. Um, there was a follow-up event called uh, Carolina Challenge that um, went on for a couple of years. <clears throat> the people involved um, uh, found that without new blood and uh, new support, it was difficult to keep that going because it takes a lot. Uh, to put a, 
uh, an event like that on. And so, sure. That, I mean, that's, that was a huge event. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many cyclers were at, at that event? Well, normally? Uh, my understanding is it was twelve to sixteen hundred right. cyclists uh, would come in for that ride. Right. Uh, and for for Hickory, uh, that's a good size ride. It, it, we could do a. Uh, uh, Twelve to sixteen hundred cyclists ride. I could see us doing uh, handling an event of twenty five hundred riders, uh, and here's the reason I, I believe that. Uh, there's a little town called Dothan, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dothan, about thirty years ago, was about to disappear from the map uh, because young people were moving away. Nobody was staying there. All the businesses were drying up, and um, a young couple from New York bought an old house there in Dothan uh, and they converted it into a bed and breakfast with the idea that they wanted to get people to come there and ride their bicycles and enjoy the surrounding area. And once they started that, uh, momentum started to build, and they uh, developed a, an annual event. Um, and as a result of growing uh, over the years, they went from, I think, the first year in that event, they had about 400 riders, which was big for Dothan, Georgia. That's a lot of riders. Now they attract more than 2,600 riders every year. That's in the town of Dothan, which is a lot smaller than Hickory. Yeah, Dothan's, I actually drove through Dothan uh, this past, uh, just a couple months ago, and you're right, there's some, but there are some beautiful houses through there, and, yes. and I could see where, where that's coming from. Now, Hickory just had a cycling event come through, the Mountains to the Coast event, yes. correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did that turn out? Uh, it was awesome. Right. And, and um, the city uh, of Hickory was uh, one of the host cities this year. Uh, and by that, I mean it's, it wasn't just a rest stop. It was a place where the cyclists would spend uh, a night. And uh, when I heard about that and the bike club heard about it, we uh, very much uh, jumped in with the Hickory Metro Center and the city uh, to advise and help plan um, and prepare for when the riders came in with the uh, idea and the purpose being that when the riders came here to Hickory, um, and when when they left at the end of the ride, um, because you know it goes all the way to the coast, right? It's seven days long. We wanted them to finish the ride thinking that Hickory was by far the best place uh, that they had stopped. Sure, and we accomplished that. Um, there were some European riders uh, who came, and I talked with them in Hickory, and they were very complimentary about what we did. They were uh, really impressed with the number of citizens who came out and cheered uh, for them as they were coming into town. Um, and we did some special things, too. Uh, it was a really hot day. I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, at this time of the year in September, late September, you don't expect it to be really hot, and it was in the 90s. And the riders coming in uh, were absolutely wiped out. Um, I should say the majority of them were. There were a few that uh, weren't uh, affected quite so bad. But we had four riders who, um, there's a a bike term we call, they bonked uh, at the end of the ride, where they were dehydrated uh, and needed to sit down and get their core temperature down and uh, we had to rehydrate them. One rider, I think, even experienced uh, dehydration to the point where the EMS had to give him a, um, a uh, uh, intravenous drip. But what we did to anticipate uh, or anticipating that, one of the things that we did, the bike club went out and we got uh, 720 um, white terry cloth shop towels uh, and we put them in these huge coolers filled with ice and water and as the riders came in uh, we would ceremoniously 
drape these uh, towels around the the backs of the necks sure. of the riders, yeah. and the reaction on their faces was was awesome. It was priceless. Uh, I thought a couple of guys were going to kiss me. Uh, it was <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it was great. Right uh, now, does that event is that event sure just just professional riders? Is it amateur riders? Is it all, all of the above? Good, good question. Uh, I know there are some. Um, uh, uh, amateur or, or semi-professional riders who do ride that, um, but not as a race. Um, it's mainly for amateurs, people who uh, want a challenging ride and uh, uh, want a different uh, terrain in, in order to ride. So that uh, and the. And there are a lot of riders who like multi-day events. Uh, I've, my wife and I have done several of those, and they're special because you remember them. Uh, you remember the challenge, uh, the fatigue, but also you remember the camaraderie, uh, the people that you meet and the folks that you ride with. There's nothing like riding with a 1,000 people um, who be, you become very close friends with at the end of a week because you, you've all got saddle sores, uh, your muscles are aching, uh, you're dehydrated at the end of every day, and you you rehydrate yourself uh, with uh, uh, beer and friendship every night. Right. So yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, so with with all these new projects that are happening in Hickory, mm-hmm. um, with the River Walk and City Walk and all that good stuff, how are how are cyclists involved in this? And and how have they? Uh, is the infrastructure built for for cyclists? Yeah. Like, right. Well. I love that question. Um, so the the mission of the, the Hickory Velo Club is uh, to bring all people together who have uh, an interest and a passion uh, for cycling in a safe and welcoming environment. And right now you can't say that for Hickory. Um, it's welcoming, but there are a few places that are really safe. Um, we have some mountain bike trails, which are outstanding, some of the best in the state. Uh, we have a few short trails. Um, of, there are a couple of streets that are marked uh, with cycling paths. But one of the things in North Carolina, and this is not just uh, in Hickory, but typical throughout the state, is we don't build shoulders on a lot of our roads here. It saves money. Um, but it also is dangerous for cyclists when they need to share a road. And uh, motorists uh, in this area are not always well-educated. For the most part, they're pretty good, but a lot of motorists, they just get aggravated when they see cyclists on the road. So we're advocating for uh, developing the infrastructure that needs to be built here. Um, Long before I got here, the city had already planned uh, the city walk, uh, the river walk, and the book walk. And that money was funded through a bond that was passed years ago. Um, the The biggest holdup on the City Walk, in case uh, your listeners are interested, uh, was not uh, the city. It was uh, the railroad. Um, the railroad right of ways uh, kept that held up. That project held up for years. Right. Uh, yeah. Just getting that. Uh, approved. We've uh, we've had it. We've been round and round with that on, on this podcast with a couple of our guests, just yeah. knowing that that you know having that railroad does take first priority and and, yeah. and all that good stuff. So, yeah. but is the city walk going to have some sort of cycling paths or or well, city area, walk or, will be a multi-use paved right. pathway. Uh, it'll be at least ten feet wide, so that walkers, runners, and cyclists can use it at the same time safely. Right. 
um, the uh, library walk or the book walk and also the river walk uh, will be the same thing. There is a 12-and-a-half-mile loop that um, just the planning just got funded. Uh, it was approved unanimously by the city council about two weeks ago. Uh, they awarded a contract uh, to an engineering firm to finalize the plans for a 12-and-a-half-mile loop. Uh, it'll be a multi-use path that will go all the way around the city, and, and it will incorporate all four quadrants of Hickory. That's fantastic. The idea is to also link into the city walk, the library walk, and the river walk. And that's just the beginning. And what I mean by that is when you start to develop your infrastructure that way and you start to incorporate it into the planning for the city as it builds new roadways and upgrades its existing uh, roadways, you can incorporate multi-use pathways as well with, without spending a tremendous amount of money because <clears throat> there, are co- there are ways to get funding from the state uh, and from uh, the federal uh, grant program that will pay for that. So the, the local taxpayers don't end up uh, carrying that burden. That 12-and-a-half-mile bike loop, there is no taxpayer money going into building that. That is paid for entirely from a $17 million grant that the city won when they applied for it uh, to, through a state program. And here's something really exciting. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but two weeks ago, uh, the North Carolina Department of Transportation announced that they have accepted complete streets as an official planning program uh, for the entire state of North Carolina. The reason that's important is uh, as more and more communities adopt complete streets as part of their planning, it makes them eligible for grants that we aren't eligible for today. So we could fund an entire uh, multi-use pathway uh, network in the city of Hickory without spending any taxpayer money. Yeah, that's uh, that, that. That seems like it would be you know something that you know not not only for economic development, but just for folks that want wanting to live and work here. You know that, that that's yeah. or, or move here because of that. And yeah. we we were talking offline a, a few weeks ago about a company that actually one of their deciding factors of bringing their company to Hickory was some of these ideas. And, and can you expound on that yeah. a little bit? Yeah, yeah, ex- absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that, that is a, a great example of the uh, economic impact that advocating for that kind of development can have. So uh, when the city uh, formally adopted uh, or uh, approved to uh, apply for that $17 million grant, um, and we won it. Uh, at that same time, we were in the running with five other cities uh, around the country uh, to bring a, a German pharmaceutical company here. It's They were looking for their first U.S. Um, presence, and um, Hickory was on the short list. And we were competing. We actually competed with Portland, Oregon. That's a huge city, right? you got to think, why would you not go to Portland? Um, but we were on the short list, and um, they kind of were on the fence for a good while. When they finally made the decision, I think it was Mayor Guess who talked to uh, the uh, U.S. CEO for their company and said, what was it? I mean, why did you finally decide on Hickory? I mean, we're, we're glad you're coming, but what was the thing that pushed it over the top? And she said, well, I have to tell you, in all honesty, it was the fact that you won the $17 million grant. Hmm. The fact that it 
it demonstrated to us that the city is committed to building the kind of infrastructure that will allow us to attract young talent that will stay here because that's the kind of environment that young people want to live in today. Uh, And we needed to see that. And we saw that commitment from Hickory. Everything else was perfect for us. And that was the sort of like the icing on the cake. So the fact that the bike club showed up in his jerseys that night and um, uh, helped the city council realize there was a large group of citizens in the, in the city that were interested in that, the fact that they voted unanimously to apply for that grant, and the fact that we won it, it was sort of like a domino effect. And now we're going to be bringing in um, a, uh, a company that's going to employ 600 employees. I think the, uh, the median income for those jobs is going to be uh, $60,000 plus, which is – that's a nice median income in the city. Um, and uh, they have plans to grow. So it's, it's a domino effect that has uh, ripple effects throughout the community. It's going to affect every, every other business here too. Yeah. That's awesome. One thing I was going to say, when you've touched on it a little bit with the plans that have taken place. So when you talk about the infrastructure, mm-hmm. what does that look like? I mean, I think most people that especially that aren't involved in cycling would think of the, the cyclist lanes on the side of, yeah. of a road. Yeah. But in, in addition to that and with that, what would that infrastructure look like in your mind in Hickory? What additional sort of infrastructure is there? And then in a perfect world... Like is are there routes that are kind of predetermined and predestined? I mean, we can't do that to every road or redo every road to yeah. have that. Yeah. What does that kind of utopia look like in your <laughs> world for the, you know the city yeah. of Hickory? Yeah. So um, yeah, that I could go on probably for an hour uh, talking about that, but uh, I won't. So yeah, ideally we will be able to take existing uh, infrastructure and modify it for the majority of the 12-and-a-half-mile loop. That minimizes uh, the disruption. Uh, it minimizes uh, the impact on uh, things that we already have in place. There will be some places where uh, we will necessarily want to separate uh, the travel lanes of uh, the bike path from existing roadways so that everybody feels safe on it all the way around. There'll be some places where we'll build entirely new infrastructure that will be separate from and apart from uh, existing roadways, again, uh, to create that safety zone. Um, uh, Ideally, what will happen is as we continue to develop uh, that kind of infrastructure and we see uh, more of it start uh, to become part of all of this, uh, of Hickory, instead of it becoming an afterthought, it becomes one of the first things we think about when we start to uh, consider improvements or building uh, new communities, new subdivisions, uh, new business districts. Um, a great example uh, of that is Portland, Oregon. I, I don't know if, if you've ever been to Portland, spent, spent time out there. Not yet. Uh, yeah. Not uh, yet. Well, it, they... they Um, 40, 50 years ago, started to think about cycling as a way to um, alleviate some of their traffic issues, but also uh, to complement a lifestyle in Portland that really is unique. I mean, you talk about people who uh, think green all the time. Uh, There's an entire city of people who um, uh, always are considering their impact on the environment. Well, by incorporating 
uh, bike lanes and things into uh, their existing infrastructure, they started to think about, okay, well, we're building new here. What can we do that will improve even on that? And when you go through Portland now, you'll find bike lanes that are completely separated uh, from uh, the automobile traffic, including bridges that go over the rivers in Portland that have no automobile traffic whatsoever. They might incorporate a light rail that goes over that bridge, but it's separated from the bike lanes. Uh, and the pedestrian walkways are separated from the bike lanes so that you don't have to worry about commuters who are riding their bikes into the city in the morning running over pedestrians who are out for a jog or a walk. Um, and as you start to develop that, and it becomes integral into how um, you do your strategic planning for the city, uh, it starts to impact every community. I, 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 my wife and I moved here thinking that we would be able to ride our bike from where we live, which is Falling Creek, all the way to the downtown area of Hickory. That was a mistake. Yeah. Um, because it, I mean, we, we could, but it's not safe. Sure. Um, and so uh, at some point, though, um, I can see spokes going out from the center of the city, uh, spokes being bike lanes, uh, pedestrian pathways, and walkways that will incorporate some of the existing sidewalks. Uh, they'll take some of the roads and uh, do what we call a road diet because they've got extra wide lanes and you've got a turn lane in the middle. Uh, you can take some of that uh, square footage and turn it into bike lanes on either side and actually even separate it. I've seen cities where... Uh, they take existing parking areas and they move them four feet from the curb, uh, and you've got cars, parked cars between the bike lane and the moving traffic. I mean, that's a great way to protect uh, the cyclists and people who are commuting on bikes from the traffic that's moving. I've seen road diets, in, and, and if you talk to city planners uh, in other communities, where the road diet uh, has actually improved the flow of traffic. Uh, it actually uh, made the, the traffic flow um, more evenly, and, and motorists were able to move through an area more quickly. It doesn't make sense. It's contrary when you think, well, they've got less roadway, but it's because of how they designed it uh, and how they move the traffic through that area that, that uh, makes it work. So if, if our listeners are, are interested in, in, in your club or getting involved in cycling, how, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, uh, we have just um, at the end of at the end of this month, we're going to be launching a, a brand new website. Uh, it's uh, hickoryveloclub.bike. Um, and uh, but in the meantime, if you have questions, um, you can reach out to me at uh, president at hickoryveloclub.bike, um, or um, you can check us out on Facebook. We have a, a great Facebook page, which is Hickory Velo Club. Um, and you can get information about the club, about events that are coming up. Our next meeting, um, we have a meeting the second Monday of every month, uh, and our next meeting I think is November, uh, I think the second Monday is the 8th. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, November the 8th. Um, and we're going to be actually meeting at, uh, we have a meeting place at the crossing. Um, there's uh, the hub at the crossing. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome uh, facility. And uh, I've gotten to know Lori and her husband, and they are uh, great supporters of the bike club. And uh, 
So uh, we become members there and use that facility to uh, have our, our club meetings. So if the second Monday um, of uh, November, if you're available at 630, come on over, and uh, you, you're welcome to come in and sit in on the meeting. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you, you guys have um, group rides. Uh, uh, yeah. when, when are those? Um, we have... Well, it's getting late in the season, sure. so the number of rides. Uh, but uh, during the height of uh, the riding season, uh, we have rides on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, uh, and Saturday. Those are official group rides that are we have every week. Uh, we do ad hoc rides uh, sometimes on Monday. Um, we do some travel team rides. Uh, there's several of us that go down to Rutherfordton, and there's a trail, a new trail down there that's uh, 13 and a half miles long. It's designed the way that uh, our 12 and a half mile loop is going to be. It's nice. Uh, it's uh, 10 to 12 feet wide. It's paved all the way. Uh, it's a reclaimed rail bed, uh, mm-hmm. so there are uh, no uh, leg-killing hills uh, to climb. <laughs> so and, important. Yeah, it is. Especially for beginner riders. <laughs> well, yeah. especially, and especially at my age. I just don't have the legs I used to. Right on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we do those. And also, we uh, when we do an ad hoc ride, we try to put it up on Facebook. Uh, so if – and everyone uh, who uh, – I. Th- you don't even have to be have a Facebook account. You can go to our Facebook page and see uh, what's going on and gotcha. and, and find uh, our rides there. That's fantastic. Well, thank you Great. so much for coming on and, 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 and yeah. enlightening our listeners a little bit about the cycling environment here in Hickory. Yeah. Yeah, I hope great. I didn't ramble too oh, much. Oh, absolutely no, 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 not. No, no, no not at all. Great. Um, th- so we're going to kind of move into our events section of, of the podcast. And uh, – m- McNally and I touched on this at the last podcast, and we kind of railed on you hickory nuts about not voting. So guess what? You, you get to vote again. Uh, our, the general uh, election for city council and school board races is uh, November the 5th. That's the first Tuesday in November, and um, early voting's going on now. You can go and uh, early vote at the Highland Rec. Yep. From I believe it's eight to five, yep. um, and the for uh, Alderman Ward one, Carmen Eckert or Tony Wood. Uh, the for the for Ward two running is Ernie Mache and Charlotte Williams. Ernie, I apologize for mispronouncing and butchering your name in the last podcast. So you got confirmation. I, I did. Mary, Mary Margaret was kind enough to to send me a, a message about that. Too, or just, she, she was just, just like, you. "Hey, if you're an idiot," and it's Mache. Okay. So there it is. Um, and Alderman Ward three uh, is uh, Nathan Hefner uh, and Danny Seaver both. Running for that uh, and if uh, whenever you go you get to vote for one out of each ward so it's not just your ward so um, go and and make your voice heard on that um, so some other events are going on music in the mill uh, is coming up on November 8th uh, with the suffers they're uh, a great funk band go check those those guys out tickets are still on sale and uh, kind of a callback from our Halloween podcast last year Lake Hickory haunts is going on still that was um, fun. It, it was fun um, You're going to do the all dark. McNally cried though, last time. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please cue up those old podcasts yeah. and find out my, for yourself. My, my wife may or may not have been just slap hammered for that. And uh, she had a, she had more fun than you, everybody. Yeah, you're worried about keeping up with her. <laughs> are you going to go back this year? No, What, they, what is it they do, like a two-day where there's no lights or something? Oh, I think you should do that that's one. That's scary town. No, I'm, I'm not good with that. Yeah, it takes a lot to scare you. Yeah, it does. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, go uh, go check out our friends uh, at Lake Hickory Haunts. They're, um, 
they're really uh, they're they're scaring the pants off people out there. So it it's and, it, and it's real. Yeah, it does go past Halloween. Um, I believe the week of Halloween they're open, and I think they're open every day. So you guys can go check the, those guys out. And uh, I want you think Allison Chains is still there. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, yeah, they all had their wonderful names. That was I enjoyed it. That was a fun trip. I, I definitely need to go back. I it wonder was. how old uh, my kids need to be before they go. I think they're old enough now. Probably for you don't sure. Like you care. I would love to see. You to, I would see. Love to see those girls out there doing. You that. don't care. You don't have to wake uh, no, up for I'm the sure. nightmares. No, I no. I won't be there for that. But exactly. I'll be there for the fun time. I want to see that. Well, speaking of events coming up, big LR game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. LR's playing Wingate this weekend. National TV. National TV. ESPN three. How about that? The Trace, not the Ocho. <laughs> no the Trace. So it's at least streaming. But you know, we're gonna. In, in, Put it all out there for the entire world to see. That's right. The LR Bears. Between the bricks, man. We're going to come hard if you're um, Two listening. Two teams going yes. at it. Cannot wait to see it. Um, I'm going to be there in spirit, unfortunately, but yeah. it's, it's going to be great. This is the year. I'm feeling. You think so? Uh, it's just, maybe I'm just hoping. It is the year, man. It is. It, um Unfortunately, like if Coach Cronick, if you're listening to this, and which I hope you are listening to this, like we want you to stick around. Like we want you to win multiple national championships, not just win this year and, and bounce on us. Mm-hmm. So just stick around. Vote a house here. Stay. Stick around for a while. Yeah, or just win a chip. I mean, let's <laughs> cash in whatever. Is an LR alum? You need to. Just I mean, be I'm, like, I'm I am looking in ahead. I am looking ahead, and the LR Bears did look ahead last week uh, against Limestone and got a little scare there yeah. down in Gaffney. You think they're just trying to throw Wingate off the scent? That would have thrown them no, off the center a little not bit. That's exactly, not a way to do it. That's not what it's a one score game against. Yeah, it's limestone. I believe they're like one and six in the conference or something like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, we we got away with that one was last a moral week. victory for them. It was. It certainly was. Um, well, this kind of brings us to our food review. You want to, a moral victory for you? or LR Bears? LR Bears, moral oh, okay. victory, segue into food. So today we went to, and, and it's interesting because Moose had to check with me three times to see if we've gone here for lunch yet we've done a lot of these well we and a lot of downtown restaurants too yeah it's hard to keep up with we went to crescent moon we did yeah so many people have been to crescent moon mike it oh, sounds yeah, like you've oh, been yeah. to crescent oh, yeah. moon <laughs> now, have you been there for the food or the drink um both uh, both actually yeah okay one usually might... people you go there for one you know the other they they have some sort of well, tie be- to before it before i even moved here i was out up house hunting uh the uh, uh, the person that lives next to me now, I introduced myself to him when I was looking at the house next to them, and they said, hey, have you uh, had anything to eat? And uh, I said, nope. And they said, we're going to the Crescent Moon, the place they go every Wednesday night. So uh, pint night pint for night, yeah. our group is uh, Crescent Moon on Wednesday night. I have to admit, though, uh, it's it's probably been a couple of months since I've been there. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do like uh, going there. Right on. So this is our first visit there for a review right oh. um i've been i've only been there a couple of times to eat before you've been there yeah I, yeah I go there a lot to eat. you used to play music there yeah, yeah we uh moose and friends play has played at crescent moon and would would play at crescent moon again brian if you're they listening did. to this um yeah. would yeah would love to start music back down down there it's a uh, great great spot great crowd really good stage yeah. it's yeah. uh it's a really cool place to go and, um, and and listen to music. They unfortunately don't have a lot of music there anymore, but um, you know that that that'll come later. They got the setup for it. They do. I think it'd be a great it. spot. Yeah. So for those, it's on. I guess what is that? It's first. Second. It's first. Yeah. So just down from the Carolina Theater, across from the parking deck or the the CrossFit that's downtown now. Mm-hmm. So we went there. 
Um, I asked for a recommendation um, from our waitress slash bartender slash only person on the front of the building. Uh, she said the special, they have a pretty extensive menu. They, salads, sandwiches, flatbreads that you were um, raving about that only come online after 2 p.m. Yeah. So we weren't going to be able to get that. Um, a pretty decent collection of appetizers, a good looking bar. But so I went with the special, which she sold to me pretty good. Uh, seared tuna steak, wasabi aioli on a, a brioche bun with some baby spinach tomatoes. And then I got the potato salad as a side. And then I ordered the nachos for an app for us to share slash 80-20. Yeah, it was 80-20. Yeah, that's probably a good It was good, though. It was good. So yeah. it has multiple cheeses, beer cheese, came with salsa. Uh, enjoyed that. The tuna sandwich was awesome. I told Moose I'd run that back. I was not expecting it to be that good. No. I mean, you don't expect to get, like, a really good tuna steak at a bar. Yeah. And it was, I've yeah, there that, was. I've had that. Yeah. It was, excellent. I yeah. thought it was great. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. Um, so I definitely enjoyed that and would run that back. I think when I've gone there before, sandwiches, a lot of times people get salads. So I mean, I... It's one of those that I've seen a little bit of, you know, the gamut of what they have to, to sure. order. And I think you you went with the usual rerun yeah, I, for I, you. I went, yeah, I went with my usual. Um, I had a chicken euro. And uh, it's, it's it's you know, your typical euro. A lot, bunch of grilled chicken on it. Um, feta cheese, tzatziki sauce on, on a flatbread. Uh, had a side salad. And, uh, man, it was good. It, 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 the, the food there is always good. And it tastes, you, you know, first of all, it does take us a minute to come out because they're making everything fresh. Um, it really does taste like out of your mom's kitchen. Like it's it's fantastic. Um, I would you know, I highly recommend this place. Um, on the moose scale, I give it a solid like six point one out of seven. McNally, what do you th- okay. what do you think? Yeah. Um, this one stood out to me pretty good. Again, if I had the service was a little slow, which is why I made that comment. I mean, it was one person. Yeah, she was a one armed paper hanger because there mm-hmm. was a, a halfway decent crowd in there for lunch. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah for sure. Um, the the sandwich was great. It definitely, well, what I've had there before was good enough. Never really stuck out of my mind. So I'd say today's visit probably ticked it up. I would give it eight and a half out of ten. There you go. Sure, we're probably That's close a high score to the for same. You. That's it a high score. A, it's for a high you. score, and that. Now, if I go back and run it, run it back, and something else is there, we'll see. But right on. Also, if they had live, had live, if they had moose and friends, and I had a couple <laughs> pints, then we're then we might be getting to it. They ain't had a flatbread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, after two p.m. <laughs> right on. Um, so no, I thought it was a, it was a great. What are some of your favorite things to, that you've had there before, Mike? Well, first of all, I'm impressed that he said gyro instead of gyro. <laughs> Good on you. A Renaissance yeah. man over here. Yeah, absolutely, but. <laughs> Um, that was unintentional. He totally had no idea he was saying that right. <laughs> they had it spelled wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I love the the ahi tuna. Um, every time I've had it there, it's been awesome. And I really like the flatbreads too. Those are good. Yeah, they are. Um, and every once in a while, I'll get the Cuban. Uh, I've had Cuban sandwiches uh, all over the place, and it's always sort of like a benchmark for me. Yeah. And you're going to laugh. That's my thing. That, that's I get that almost every place. Heart. It's there like yeah. my little benchmark as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Well, guys. That's another one yeah, in the books. That's just another, another Street Circle Drop in the books. Yep. Um, we'd uh, really like to thank Mike for uh, from the Hickory Velo Club for coming yeah. and uh, sharing a little bit today with us. Um, Bicycles all the time, man. We need to get them yeah. here in Hickory. Appreciate and what you're doing out there, trying absolutely. to make it a better place for everyone. It's great. Well, thank yeah. you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I, I really think that um, it's bicycles are an answer to 
some of the climate issues we have. Um, the more we can get people out to ride their bikes, even if they just replace one trip a week, uh, we could significantly impact um, the uh, all the carbon emissions. And I think it's a um, one of the greatest inventions of all time. But, of course, I am biased. I like bikes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, um, this has been a, another great episode of Street Circle Drive. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Again, if you'd like to advertise with us, go to themesh.tv backslash advertise or send an email to info at TV. Uh, we'd also like to thank uh, Dan Bryant with U.S. Health Advisors for being our sponsor on this podcast. And... Um, Guys, thanks a bunch. Thank we you. appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to another great podcast in a couple weeks. Stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, go to TheMesh.TV and subscribe to all those favorite shows. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Until next time. Thank bye. you, guys. Love where you live. <laughs>